0: Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back to another episode of Brewery Travels. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on social media. And today we are going up to snowy Buffalo, New York. And I have, as always, an amazing guest with me, Scott, who just told me that he had 81 inches of snow uh, outside currently. So, uh, you know, yep. Scott, I'm glad that you can join me, although you're probably not making too many runs outside right now, so you're probably going to enjoy being able to come on the podcast for this evening.
1: That's 100% true. We have a double-wide <laughs> driveway, and we only have it down to a single-wide right now because we have nowhere else to get yeah. the snow. So it's tough <laughs> to get in and out.
0: That is just absolutely crazy. And I'm, I'm from the Upper Midwest, so, but I mean, even... Even being that, like eighty-one inches, just absolutely insane. Uh, but yeah. we're not here to talk. You know, this isn't a snow podcast. Um, as much fun <laughs> as that that could possibly be, we are we are a beer podcast. So let's go ahead and get the ball rolling with just kind of a brief introduction about what got you into beer and how you're part of the beer community.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Um, what got me into beer? So I I was very good until I was twenty-one. I didn't drink at all uh, until I was twenty-one, and then when on my twenty-first birthday, we went out. Uh, to a Bills game uh, with, uh, Buffalo is known for many things Buffalo Bills being one of them We are huge into the Bills around here On my birthday we went and saw uh, Against the Miami Dolphins is 22 years ago now and uh, Or 20 years ago And I, I was probably Heavily drinking for a good Three months as soon as How I How many 21. tables did you jump through? Zero, right? That's oh. a newish thing That's, that's newish Okay, um, But I wasn't into craft beer like I'm sure you know many people who talk to you will say the same thing. I wasn't into craft beer until about ten, maybe fifteen years ago, two thousand nine. So about thirteen years ago is about when I started getting into craft beer, along with um, stuff like uh, Sam Adams. Um, I remember when Sherry Wheat was a big deal. That was uh, that was
0: one of my big beers when I was in college. Sherry Wheat was one that I really got into,
1: and. Magic Hat, number nine, was my go-to because I'm I'm a Mm -hmm. gigging musician as well, so I would gig out and start to explore the taps that they have at certain places. Um, Like, you could get rolling rock, for example, for free as as the musician. Like, hey, you can drink as much rolling rock as you want, but eventually be like, I just don't want as much rolling rock as I want. Turns out the amount of rolling rock I want is very little. Uh, (laughs) So what else do you have on tap? So I would, you know, branch out, and then uh, I was on... Friends podcast uh, back in 2009, they just had their 500th episode, which is amazing that they're still going this long. But uh, they really introduced me to craft beer, and then since then, I've started uh, homebrewing, and that's really how my journey into the Buffalo beer scene gets going is through homebrewing, uh, joining or actually starting a homebrew club here in the south towns because in Buffalo, we have the north towns, we've got Buffalo and the South towns and, and there was no homebrew club South of the city. So a bunch of us got together in uh, 2012 and started a homebrew club. And then the podcast in 2015 and I helped out with uh Buffalo beer week for a while. So I had to get uh, cozy with all the local breweries. Um, and since then, cause when I, when I was doing that, there was only about uh, 20 breweries. And since then we have about 55 now. So I'm doing my best to keep up with the podcast and, and, getting out to all the new places. Um, so that would, that would be about it. I suppose in the home brewing community here in Buffalo and the brewery community, it's, it's huge. It's booming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and so speaking of, you know, you mentioned, you know, your podcast and you've been now covering the beer scene for, for a decent amount of time. And so what have been kind of the, the biggest changes that you've seen in the Buffalo, it in terms of Buffalo beer in, in recent years.
1: The, Beer has, has probably followed the same trajectory as everywhere else in the country, as in uh, 10 years ago, you know, we had a handful of breweries We probably had three or four breweries 10 years ago making uh, lagers, making things that they thought the general public would enjoy, and then they all had a West Coast IPA on. Uh, I'm currently drinking a um, Southern Tier IPA, which is a local beer here in Buffalo, uh, out of Lakewood New York so that was kind of the the standard around here for a long time uh, we had a Vienna lager which was super popular still is I'm trying to think of beers that were around 10 years ago um, and a uh, Irish red that was popular around here and then a bunch of IPAs so just like the rest of the country West Coast IPAs were really where it was at for a while and now we're we're kind of probably even cresting over the hazy IPA now into uh, a lot of places are, are saying, well, we're coming out with, with more lagers, which is great to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I am a huge fan of the logger train, you know, because I, Mm -hmm. I drink pretty much everything on, on, on my travels. I know I've talked about that on the podcast before, but when I'm back home, I predominantly I'll throw in some, you know, some sours, maybe an IPA every once in a while. But for the most part, I'm drinking classic lagers, maybe a nice cream ale, you know, something pretty oh, yeah. basic um, is, is kind of my go to. And so um, next up, can, can you talk to me some about the Buffalo Beer League? I'm, I'm interested in how that has grown and developed.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Buffalo Beer League and they were meant to be on tonight. And they get caught out at Community Beer Works, which is a, a local brewery. And they were out an event and texted me about 15 minutes ago, like, "Hey, we're still there." And I said, "You can try on your phone, but we'll we'll see if they jump in." Um, the Buffalo Beer League can primarily be, be seen as four people right now. There was a time when it was a little bit larger, um, but especially since since COVID. You know, it's it's about four people and you could almost put it all on the back of one person who does a tremendous amount of local beer publicity, a tremendous amount of local beer writing. And that's uh, Brian Campbell. You can read his writing on Step Up Buffalo or write on BuffaloBeerLeague.com. So as a group, it's not quite a group anymore that again it did have more members at one point and that's the goal is to build this out but there are a lot of local buffalo uh beer groups including the buffalo beer geeks which is a facebook group that started and probably 2015 i have their um logo tattooed on my arm here is this a video podcast do you put it out in video too no, I don't. I used to do video clips, but it's okay.
0: really just you know just the audio. So, so. you get but to that's see it, okay. You and can nobody explain else gets it. gets to yeah. see it, right? So yeah, it's the exactly. uh, Buffalo
1: Beer Geeks with the uh, water grains hops and yeast on there. Yeah, and um, it's a very cool tattoo a for all of you who can't it. see it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's perfect. Imagine the perfect beer tattoo in your head, and since you can't see it, just put it on my arm. Um, so yeah, there's thousands of people in the Buffalo Beer Geeks, and then because we have so many breweries there's a bunch of people in buffalo that just kind of go to their own local brewery um and don't make the trek too much like when you talk about buffalo beer they'll talk oh have you been to this one have you been to to uh, this one? Oh, yeah and uh, it invariably is the one right next to their house which is fun yeah so the absolutely. beer league again i'm sorry sorry that what the question was no you go it's to okay. buffalobeerleague.com there's actually about us and it talks about uh, the guys who started it. And they they are, like I said, pretty prolific about writing about beer. People, All the breweries in Buffalo will send them their uh, press releases, and he'll put out a local beer press release kind of every week on buffalobeerleague.com. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's where you can find my podcast, too. Is oh, on hey, BuffaloBeerLeague.com. there you go. So you can double dip when you go there. Absolutely,
1: um. you totally should.
0: So, and speaking of all the breweries, you know, I was looking at kind of a map of, of the Buffalo area breweries, and it seems like there's a pretty decent majority of them in and around downtown. And yeah. according to my count, I, I estimated, I kind of did a little drawing and everything in my, my count, there's about 14 breweries or tap rooms within approximately a mile and a half radius. That's so crazy, isn't it? Is, is there a reason <laughs> that it worked out this way? And then the second part of that question is, does that help when it comes to tourists being able to kind of check out the beer scene?
1: Oh, it absolutely helps. Yeah, for sure. Even even non-tourists. Like if you want to plan something, you just go into the heart of the, the brewery area. We don't call it that, but that's you, you get into Larkinville and you, you hit Seneca and, and the surrounding areas, and uh, you're going to have a bunch of breweries right there. You can walk from one to another, take an Uber right back to your house. Um. As for why there's so many in that location, I mean it's partly because it's it's one of the more historic locations in Buffalo. Um, I mean we have a lot of historic, we have more historic than modern sections probably in Buffalo, New York. You know, being the huge grain town that it was. Um, But as these breweries move in, they find these really cool locations. And I almost equate it to like a Walgreens CVS. Like if there's a Walgreens, there's going to be a CVS right around the corner. Because if you're looking for that kind of thing, why wouldn't CVS put it right there too? Because they know you're already going to that spot. So if you're looking for a brewery, why wouldn't you put it next to a bunch of other breweries? Yeah. And you like, hey, there's we're not at a saturation point, in my opinion, at least yet. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's great to see people putting, putting all these breweries together. Well, and
0: it's interesting because, like I said, sometimes, you know, in the different cities, I feel like there's other cities that do have decent clusters kind of in and around downtown, but a lot of cities, because it can be really expensive to operate in downtown and a lot in, in certain cities, um, you know, that's one thing that is, is kind of nice, you know, Milwaukee and it's like some other, you know, upper Midwest to the, through, through like that area are kind of similar where, you know, it's not as expensive as say in New York or an LA or San Francisco or Seattle, yeah. where it's really expensive to operate in downtown. Um, so that's really cool. Are there any other kind of parts of the city that you would recommend for kind of brewery hoppers?
1: Ooh. <sighs> um, Oh, I just looked this up by the way, as you were talking about it, Milwaukee has a population twice the size of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. just to give you an idea of how large or how small, I suppose, Buffalo yeah. is. So it has the same kind of feel where it's almost a secret how good the cost of living is here. Um, it's not good anywhere, but it's it's pretty good here for a name brand city. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so what other areas in Buffalo would you go to for a bunch of breweries? Okay, so go exactly where you were talking about. Because I think the area you were talking about probably goes all the way from like Big Ditch, um, all the way down south to like the First Ward, which has uh, Resurgence and and uh, Gene McCarthy's and uh, Pressure Drop. There's, yeah, tons of great beers there. And then probably you'd have to go up to the North Towns to find another cluster uh, where okay. you get up to Williamsville and Amherst, where you have uh, 12 Gates and... I should be looking at a map as I'm doing this. Twelve gates and, and <laughs> it's hard West to do Shore. it right at the top of your head. I know, right? Twelve gates, West Shore. One-eyed cat just opened up there. A um, bunch of good tap rooms up there too. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brightsmith. See, that, I'm going to feel bad for leaving out a bunch. But yeah, if you head towards Williamsville and Amherst, like Transit and Worley, and are, are people do people tell you later that they go to these places? Am yeah, I, getting, sometimes, yeah am I, getting I mean, too deep into it by mentioning street. No, rings? no,
0: not at all. Because this is kind <laughs> of a part travel guide, part history lesson, part just overall look at the beer scene. But yeah, right. no, I, I know people that listen to this before they go to the cities to get kind oh, of a good. vibe of it and what places they want to check out. And that's why at the end we kind of do some recommendations of different beers and breweries and whatnot but you know kind of looking you're you're talking about this greater metro area too about these different other kind of spots and you know buffalo is obviously right up there close to the canadian border so oh yeah it is do do, do buffalo people consider breweries and say like niagara falls or st Catharines as part of the overall local beer scene or is it kind of its own separate thing
1: like niagara falls Canada. Canada, yeah. Probably, like
0: just that that side of the or is that the line? Typically? Probably not.
1: Yeah. Canada okay. is probably the line. We love Canada. I consider ourselves Canada South for, for most things. Yeah. Um in Buffalo, we're we're saturated with Tim Hortons around mm-hmm. here. Um and we love hockey. But uh yeah, typically when people are talking about Buffalo Breweries, they're not talking about anything north of the border. Okay.
0: Do you Just, get a decent amount of like Canadian beers from that area, like in terms of distribution down there at all, or is it
1: because I gotta of different? Find out. I bet we do. Yeah. Um. The standard like macro beer around here is is Labatt Blue. Yeah, of course. Their um distribution, their United States distribution, is headquartered in Buffalo, so we get a lot of blue.
0: Which makes sense I mean of of all the places to be for 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 can, for the the, the Leblatt, that 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 does yeah. make sense
1: I'm looking up southern Ontario breweries right now to see i mean we we there are some really good southern Ontario breweries on here looking at these names uh bench, but yeah most of these oh yeah well collective arts. I would say that most of these don't don't get good enough distribution down here. Yeah. Well, I
0: imagine that there's obviously because it's not just about distance. It's obviously when you're distributing into a different country, especially yeah. for a small brewery. I would imagine that there's a lot more hurdles that you're jumping through that you may not want to kind of attack when you're not a large, you know, national brand. So and probably that would a make controlled sense.
1: substance too alcohol. Yeah, I don't know how I'm easy sure. it is to get it across.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, and so speaking of kind of how far the local scene reaches, you know, I I was researching the Western New York Beer Trail. And there's 42 breweries part of that trail are in Erie County. Mm -hmm. And then there's some in each of kind of the other six counties that border Erie County as well. So how has the beer scene kind of grown outside of the immediate city and area? And do you envision more growth there in future years?
1: Oh, yeah, there has to be. Right. Because it, it is spreading out, which is great. There's yeah. a bunch. Um, as you were saying, every, every county surrounding has its own breweries. Um, and that's that's a great daycation to take mm-hmm. from Buffalo, too. Um, even if you want to go as far as like Watkins Glen, which is only a couple hours away um, in the Finger Lakes region. I mean, we have, well, you were talking about Cream Ale. If you want to get to Rochester, Gen- Genesee is... That's is...
0: actually one of my guilty pleasure Cremales. I yeah, have right? some in my it's, fridge right now. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my
1: favorite Genesee beer for sure, and it's my yeah. favorite cream ale. Um Yeah, as I'm looking around here, you sent these questions. I should have done more research. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It depends. depends on where you're going because, uh, for example, we go down to Allegheny every year, and there's a couple of breweries down there that I have to make it to every time um same with Westfield same with um heading towards Erie in that direction a couple of breweries um Ellicottville and and uh Southern Tier some of the oldest breweries in the area down there in in that county it's it's got a lot of space there's a lot of space for more breweries around here and there are people who will say that it's oversaturated but they're doing fine
0: yeah, well, and it's it's also like a lot of these places that are opening up, they're not opening up to be a you know a regional powerhouse that's going to distribute all over the place. Most of them are no. opening up are going to be their neighborhood breweries that attract people from outside too. But it's it's like the olden days where there was local breweries where that's just where you went to go get your beer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, are there any places, are there any of the cities that you kind of mentioned that you envision more growth happening, or are there any towns that maybe don't have a brewery yet that you think would be able to harness one very well?
1: Oh, there's, yeah, there's a bunch of places that don't have a brewery yet. Um, I keep hoping for more South Towns breweries. Mm-hmm. Again, being south of the city, I am, well, okay, so I, I have two breweries within two miles of my house. I would like more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's not because they're they're not great they're good breweries um, but yeah as you were saying I we're to have four, more options. 14 breweries <laughs> within a mile and a half in the city of Buffalo Yeah, and then once you get out to the outskirts uh, it'll probably take me 20 minutes to get into the city so I have all those options that way it takes me uh, two minutes to get to two breweries one really small just their tap room and then one that distributes to the area. Um, and then in, in the other direction, heading south, it probably takes me another 15 minutes to get to the next brewery. Yeah. So yeah, South Towns, there's a lot of a lot of empty space, a lot of places to fill up here.
0: Well, and so going back to talking about the beer trail, do you feel like the beer trail's present has kind of helped foster more
1: interest locally? I'm sure it has. Um so the beer trail being the passport is that what we're talking about? Yeah, and... like
0: the yeah the the Western New York beer trail. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm I'm sure it has brought people to to the breweries. Hopefully, people are keeping track um, on BuffaloBeerLeague dot com and seeing the new breweries opening and reading the news and and making it out to these places. But yeah, having that that book in your hand, I'm sure helps. As you,
0: you kind of hit, talked about this earlier where you, you know, you said that in the city, like there's all of these breweries and that you're seeing more and more growth. Do you, do you think the growth is going to occur more like in the city where there's already these, this big cluster of breweries, or do you think you are going to see it oh, more yeah. happening where it's going to be kind of on the edges as you talked about where there's maybe some openings,
1: you know, it's, it's happening both at the same time. I wouldn't say one is faster than the other, um, there are still people happily looking to open a brewery in the city. Um, and there's a, like I was saying there's a bunch of, uh, historic locations that are just waiting, just pe- pe- are sitting there waiting for somebody to do something with them. And I know that there are home brewers foaming at the mouth. Like, Oh, I want that building. I've looked at that building my whole life. I want to put a brewery in that building. Um, and that's that's the same for right around me here south of the city as it is for uh, dead in the center of the city. We were just uh, recording a podcast at uh, Buffalo Brewing Company, which sounds like, because of its name, it should have been the first one to open, but it wasn't. Uh, but Buffalo Brewing Company, which is the name of an uh, old defunct brewing company that he has restarted and he's... Uh, building his brewery uh, from a small garage, which it is currently now in that 1.5-mile section that you're talking about, to one of the original pre-Prohibition brewing buildings. I Um, love
0: it when they're able to read, even if it's not a brewing building, but some other historic building. I always love that when they're able to kind of breathe new life into it.
1: Yeah, and he's putting like millions of dollars into it to refurbish it to the way that it used to look when it was a production brewery producing... I think he said five hundred thousand barrels uh, a year. A day can't be a day. Got to be a year. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be a that'd be a lot of beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's expanding inward and outward at the same time. I'm looking at the upcoming in planning construction breweries mm-hmm. on the website right now. And yeah, there's there's in the city, out of the city, in the city, out of the city, in the city, out of the city.
0: Sounds like a lot coming up then. If you're oh, going yeah. through all those, so. One,
1: two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least twenty in wow, planning or in planning or in construction right now.
0: Wow, that is that is a crazy number. I mean, that is that just shows that obviously Buffalo is chomping at the bit to continue to grow that beer scene up there. Um, yeah. So uh, the next question is one I always I've like like to ask here, and that's to create a flight of four beers to represent the Buffalo beer scene. And this can focus on certain styles that you think represent the area. Certain breweries can be one offs or flagships, just whatever you see fit. Uh, for a because I always get flights at all the breweries I go to, but mm-hmm. this can then be the flight of, of Buffalo beer, I guess you could put it.
1: So, we had this conversation on the podcast a couple of weeks ago in oh, preparation perfect. for this kind of the uh, Mount Rushmore of Buffalo beer. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And it can go in two different ways. So I, I want to get your uh, well. Uh, if, since I normally have two
0: get like I normally have both guests make one. So if you want to do go two different directions and do two different flights, that I'll let you.
1: All right, because there's uh, here, as I, I brought this out specifically for this. Yeah, the Southern Tier IPA is one of the first local beers that really hit not only around here, but, but across parts of the country as well. Um, are you familiar with Southern Tier? Yes. Okay. So Southern Tier IPA is iconic. And it used to be like the Sam Adams of Buffalo. Like if you went anywhere, you went to a really nice beer place or you went to a bowling alley, they're going to have you know Blue Light, Molson Canadian, Coors Light, and Southern Tier IPA on tap. So, is it's not currently Buffalo's favorite IPA though? So, we'll put that on the historic one. Yeah, there You, right? go. you do That's the historical historic, kind of the trademark really breweries. Yeah, important beer. Yeah, for Buffalo. Um, but just not as popular anymore. And along with that is probably uh, Rusty Chain as well from uh, Flying Bison Beer Company which is a Vienna lager Mm -hmm. and is phenomenal and just doesn't get the love anymore that it used to when it first came out. Um, But it's still really high up there in the pantheon of Buffalo beers. And then probably another IPA, uh, Hayburner. Hayburner is from Big Ditch Brewing Company, and that's actually the current like everywhere beer. If you go anywhere, be like, I don't know if I'm going to like anything. Oh, they have Hayburner. Give me a Hayburner. And it's a 7.2% IPA that wrecks you after, you know, two or three, but it drinks so well that you you have your two or three. So, all right. So the flight includes our uh, Southern Tier IPA, Hayburner. So that's two IPAs. (sighs) We got to do uh, rusty chain. And then I might put something like uh, The Whale, which is a brown ale from Community Beer Works, on Perfect. that list as well. Uh, for just really important beers from some of the first uh, breweries to open. The oh, OGs, yeah. Yeah, post-Prohibition. Because Buffalo, we had a bunch of beer pre-Prohibition, and then we had oh, a yeah. few beers after Prohibition, a few that could make it through, and then nothing... Uh, after the early 70s, we had nothing until, um, I want to say Flying Bison or Buffalo Brew Pub was the first to open up again in the 90s. So there was a mm-hmm. couple of decades there of absolutely no Buffalo beers. So those four would be the the OGs, Southern Tier IPA, Rusty Chain, um, Hay Burner, not an OG, but super important on this. And then the whale from community beer works. So then going to currently, like if you were going here and I said, Hey, you need to drink these beers. Um, one that I always tell people, uh, especially if they're into IPAs is from pressure drop. And I just was about to say the name and I just dropped out of my brain. Let me come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad, because I always tell people that one, too. Sticky Trees. All right, Sticky Trees, phenomenal IPA from Pressure Drop. Uh, Sticky Trees and Hayburner are the two IPAs I would put on on the flight that you should try right now. Uh, I would put Minky Boodle on the flight that you would try right now. Let me read you about Minky Boodle.
0: I'm intrigued just based off of the
1: name. I know, right? Uh it's from Thin Man and it's a fruited sour. Um tart and sour beer bursting with notes of fresh squeezed red berries. And it's it's phenomenal if you like sour. Sounds yeah, it sounds right up my alley. hmm And then man, I don't know. Leave an open spot. What kind of beer are you looking for? Um, well, I don't
0: I, I either uh maybe a lager or you know, you could go a stout you know i think those are two styles that maybe you haven't yeah. hit one of those two um i guess you did have a vienna lager on, on the historic flight so that would be in there but something a little bit either lighter or what one of the ends of the spectrum it. either really light or maybe really
1: dark does pumpkin have to be on this have you ever had a pumpkin or a Warlock? yes i'm yes i'm i am aware of those
0: beers yeah it's
1: a good question
0: yeah, I mean, that that's just down the road, too. Yeah. It's less than an hour away. Well, we can kind of throw those all in there. It's kind of like wild cards, I guess you could say. I consider
1: <laughs> it. I don't consider it a Buffalo beer, but I absolutely consider Rochester part of Western New York. Yeah, it's Western New do. York beer. Yeah. When when I talk about Western New York, Western New York brews, that's why it didn't just say Buffalo, because I wanted to include Yeah, it.
0: you kind of include the
1: whole region. Rochester. Excuse me. I'm trying to think of a really good lager around here i mean there's a bunch i wouldn't like i one of my favorites hard to narrow it down to one is let's go pills is one of my favorite um and and pills mafia there's there's so many buffalo bills themed beers around here (laughs) which isn't a
0: big surprise oh yeah
1: it's insane i'm doing a different buffalo beer every week for every game this year Mm-hmm. and there's 17 games plus the three preseason games, and I don't have enough games for the beer, so I've started doubling up on the Bills-themed beers.
0: That's, yeah, wow, that's quite something.
1: It's There's a lot. There's so, a lot.
0: now that we've done the flights, I just want to give you the opportunity, you know, uh, to kind of shout out three, whether they be pers- personal favorites, but just three breweries that for whatever reason you want to kind of shine an extra light on.
1: Ooh, that's tough. okay so if you are coming to town i think it's important to get to oh that's so hard
0: i can give you a a one or two extra too because like i said you being the only guest normally when there's multiple guests you know you're that helps um yeah
1: if i was gonna do like food if i'm going out for food somewhere i might go to big ditch um Big Ditch, which has Hayburner and uh, the beer I was talking about. I would have maybe um, Gene McCarthy's, which is an Irish bar in the First Ward. And it's Old First Ward Brewing Company. And uh, they've got phenomenal wings down there. Um, if I was coming in, man, I would check out Flying Bison. Just because they're they're one of the OGs. I and mean, if you're looking for a really, really pretty location, Hamburg, especially at the um, holidays, Hamburg is beautiful. They just redid their food menu. Um, and they just put Small Town back out, which is one of my favorite local beers. Uh, pressure Drop and Thin Man are great choices. Thin Man... Uh, right in the heart of the city on Elmwood and pressure drop in the first ward. You could go to pressure drop in the first ward. You know what? If you went down to the first ward, you could go to pressure drop, uh, Gene McCarthy's, and resurgence right there and and really get a good feel for Buffalo. Just drop yourself in the middle of that one and a half mile section that you saw. Yeah, you have your picket litter. Right? Go concentric circles out, hitting all the beers. Call yourself an Uber. And get back to your hotel. Uh, start light and go heavier as you go.
0: Perfect. No, that that, that is uh, that is great. I mean, I, I really like that. I think that there's a lot of good options uh, there. And like I said, so I, I have driven by Buffalo on en route to uh, Niagara Falls. We were in the middle of a seven and a half hour drive day. Yeah. I think it was. So I didn't yeah. have time to stop, unfortunately. So I'm I'm hoping that I can get back to the area at some point. And you can't um, especially really.
1: You can't really see the city of from where you're driving.
0: Yeah, we, we did drive a little bit through, you know, kind of that area, cutting up through the north, cutting up from the north. But, yeah, it was uh, – I, I definitely think it's a city that I would enjoy exploring more of. Um, and so I'm sure that, you know, like I said, during our travels, we we get around. Uh, so hopefully at some point we're able to make that happen. I've um, never been
1: I've, to Milwaukee. I, I Well, we can do a little
0: – yeah, we can do a little uh, swap there and kind of trade. Uh, yeah, right. Hopefully maybe you get out this way and i get out that way and you know uh you know we can show each other the beer scenes there so I dig yeah uh well anyway i really want to thank you so much scott for coming on this has been a blast and i want to give you the opportunity here for any kind of final thoughts conclusions about the buffalo craft beer scene and why people should come check it out as well as how they can kind of follow you and find
1: your work okay so find me please at Buffalobeerleague.com. um the Beer League and I, we we joined forces a couple of years ago because they were losing their website just because the people who were doing it were, were moving on to something else. And I was like, I will happily make your website if I can put my podcast on it. So find me at BuffaloBeerLeague.com. Um, that's where the podcast is. You can find me on Twitter as long as Twitter is still a thing. You said this is out in a couple of weeks. Twitter might not be a mm-hmm. thing. How fun would that <laughs> be? Uh, I'm <laughs> at WNYBrews. Uh, if not there, it's Instagram, same exact thing at WNY yep. Brews, or just go to BuffaloBeerLeague.com, and we'll we'll send it to the right place from there. Yeah, um, the best thing about Buffalo beer and the worst thing it's this it's the same is that it used to be really easy to follow. Um, I'm sure it's the same everywhere else. It used to be really easy to follow. There were five breweries. Right, and then there was ten breweries, and then there was twenty, and you could keep track of all twenty. Like, have you been to the new brewery? Absolutely, I have. I like their beer. You should check it out. Now there's over fifty breweries, and twenty on the way. That includes cideries and uh, meateries as well. And uh, it's hard to keep up anymore. So, don't take my word for anything. You know, check out all the articles at BuffaloBeerLeague.com, or listen to there's other Buffalo brewing podcasts or other Buffalo beer podcasts. You can listen to those. You can listen to us every week. Cause we're doing, uh, the, the weekly happenings in Buffalo, the local events and the local brewery, um, releases. And then, uh, check out, if you're coming to Buffalo, go on Facebook and, and check out Buffalo beer geeks on Facebook and just throw out, Hey, I'm coming from this city. I've got this long of time and here's where I'm staying. And people will give you some really good suggestions on where to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm hoping that at some point I'm able to get back to the area and check out uh, more of the local breweries there. So, and again, want to thank you, Scott, for your time. And if you are a new listener, you can find me on Twitter at Brewery Travels, on Twitter at Brewery underscore travels, as well as my website, thebrewerytravels.com, where you can find all the links to the podcast, old articles I've written, um, interactive map of all my brewery visits, all of that kind of fun stuff. So again, as always, remember, whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting, be sure to drink local everywhere. I've been